This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Steve Lewis. Today is Monday, March 18th, 2019. Make sure you're following the show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. You can also subscribe and listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. Today, we have a very special guest on the show, Tulin Emery. Coach Tulin is the plus-size health and fitness motivator. She advocates for those starting or re-engaging in fitness from a place of self-love and has been helping women on their journey for over 20 years. She is a respectful disruptor in the health and fitness industry who has worked tirelessly to have plus-size bodies on the fitness journey seen, voices heard, and to show we are more than a before. She not only works with plus-size women, but well-known fitness professionals as a peer in the fitness industry. Her mantra and hashtag, Fit Has No Size, is dedicated to bridging the gap between those that are plus-size on the journey and the fitness industry. Coach Tulin has shared her message on stages across the U.S. and Canada and has over 300,000 followers on social media and millions across the globe on the power of exercise modification, and creating a healthy relationship with fitness that aligns with how people want to feel, forever removing the idea that fitness is punishing. Coach Tulin is a social media fitness influencer, having recently been featured in the mainstream fitness program, Proving Grounds, shared her passion on Fabletics campaign and Lane Bryant, and we're so excited to talk to her today. Let's welcome Coach Tulin. Hey, Shanice, how are you? Congratulations on all you've done with your podcast over the years. Thank you. I'm still hanging in there. (laughs) You are rocking. You are a trailblazer. Thank you. And I'm so excited about your brand because your brand is booming. But let's start from the beginning. Now, some Mm. might not know that your career started as a plus-size model. Now, tell us some of the things you did in your former life. You know, it's funny. Yes, I started as a plus-size model, and when I was coming up in this, I was um, battling PCOS big time. I had meal pattern balding. I had extreme weight gain. I had hormonal issues. I had heavy bleeding. I had a lot going on. And I remember, you know, to make a long story short, for me, it was always about getting back to my health, whatever that looked like. And I was tremendously impacted by the media, the media's portrayal of what beauty and what acceptable was. So prior to my PCOS, I had nosedive into anorexia, later leading to binge eating, um, self-harm, you know, things like that. So when I eventually became a plus-size model, I had gotten into boxing. And so at one point, I boxed on and off for about 10 years of my life barring in the ring, my hair had kind of grown back. And I remember for me, it had always been about fit has no size, which is my hashtag, fit has no size. And I've been fighting for this for since I was 16 years old. I'm 45 years old today. And um, I came into the plus size industry because I wanted to show that there wasn't one size fit, one size beauty, one size anything. And this was really at a time where there was a whole range of sizes that were considered plus size. 
Um, and there wasn't a two plus or not plus enough. It was about women that were coming together, um, learning to love themselves and celebrating themselves as they were outside of traditional media. And that's where I started um, as a plus size model. And I loved it. I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about the industry. And it was an amazing experience. Um, and now I'm kind of tapped back into it again, but kind of as an influencer and not as a model. Because, like, Instagram is my agent, and I'm proud of that because I've connected some, with some amazing brands through that. Awesome. So you made a dramatic change with your lifestyle, kind of out of the blue. So mm-hmm. what was it that made you want to change? Because there are a lot of people that are sick with different illnesses, on a lot of medication. Yeah but they don't do anything to change. So what was it for you that triggered this lifestyle change? Well, it's when I, um, so I was always a girl that avoided PE. I was not the athlete. Um, I used to wrap myself in ceramic um, body experience. And uh, my husband and I went through a very difficult time in our life. And, uh, well, I don't even know. It may have been, it was during the time when you and I first connected, we were just kind of, kind of trying to come out of it. My husband and I went broken homeless, and we lost everything that we owned, everything, two little boys, husband's muscle sclerosis, couldn't walk for two years, and we tanked. And we gained about 280 pounds between the two of us. Um, I'm really competitive. I gained 180. We gained 100. And even this vast knowledge of, you know, how nutrition plays a role in our lives, we intentionally turned to foods because healthy foods were, quote, unquote, too expensive. And it was also what we were doing. It was self. It was a form of self punishment. And um, as I progressed in this, my health got worse and worse and worse. And we didn't have health insurance, so the only thing we had oh. was our own ability, and um, to try to come through this. And I remember watching my husband on his knees working out in our hotel room that we could barely afford, and he inspired me because I saw something about the power of modification. I used to eat a lot of Chinese food in front of him, an extra large Coke at McDonald's. And I tell him to hurry up because he's in front of the only TV, and I was just really angry at life. And the angrier at life I got, um, the more I allowed other opinions to define me, the more I let other people's ideas of what I should and shouldn't do define me, I became less and less my own person. It was like being kicked when you're down. And I remember being in New York City and having a hard time walking up a city block and having to sit a lot and having difficulty breathing and having to hold pillows in my arms to keep my chest open and unable to lay on my back or walk up the steps, let alone play with my kids and high blood pressure and just everything that could type 2 diabetes, everything that could go wrong. And I recognized that I played a role in that. I thought, well, what if I just started making a shift? And so I did. And I didn't have much of a following. Um, I was already broken. And I decided to start taking care of my health while I was in the, in the plus size industry, um, now in a different role. And I started making changes and started just sharing my journey online. I was told, you shouldn't share your journey. It's bad for plus size women. Mm-hmm. And my husband looked at me and said, friends don't let friends die. Now, I understand I gave this person a lot of grace and a lot of space because I'm sure I've got a whole bunch of things I've said in my life. But the bottom line was I was unsupported. And I needed to figure out how to support myself as broken as we were. And that was the catalyst because I couldn't live the rest of my life this way. I wasn't going to live much of my life. For me, it was about health gains. For me, it was about I don't have health insurance. I can't go and get these things checked out. What can I do to make an impact on my health? Little did I know 
it would make such an impact and be such a catalyst, giving people permission to finally share their journeys raw and authentically online. I was one of the first. Now, you just mentioned when you first started your fitness journey, you received some negative feedback. But now, do you think talking about fitness has become less taboo in the plus-size community? It has, and I think that's where it originally came from. I mean, a lot of people had things to say. I love them all still. I don't define them by the things that came out of their mouth because we all say things. But, no, it is it, – this is when we first came into the fitness – when I first came into the plus-size industry, this was not unusual to fast make our body. At some point it became if you love yourself, you don't care what you eat, and you don't care if you move your body. Then it became the secret that if somebody was beginning to move their body or lose weight, they couldn't talk about it because it affected their following or their brands or their life or their income. And then later they're willing to come out and talk about it. What I would like to see the figure shifts be, just be open and upfront from the get-go and embrace people in their transparency and be okay if it's not the right conversation for some people. You see, I'm not here to create a bigger following. I didn't actually utilize the plus size industry. I actually became a respectful disruptor in the health and fitness industry. That was my goal, to have our bodies seen, our voices heard, and be able to show that we were more than before. That's what I wanted to see happen. As we continue to make this transition in the plus-size industry, I would love for it to be that people don't have to convince, talk into, debate the choices that they're making, even if the choices they made was not the best decision later, but to understand that we all journey, do things, grow, and improve over time, whatever that means. And just because we're feeling better, it is not negating the person we were before. I want to be surrounded by and be able to promote that we should be able to celebrate and encourage and embrace change and always be willing to grow in whatever that looks like for you. But to not step on people who are deciding to make a shift in their life and thinking that you're turning your back on someone. Because in true support, you always love and respect the person when they need to make the changes that are right for them, even if they decide later that wasn't the right path. So it should be always about Mm -hmm. growing and inspiring and supporting versus what is the overall how is this going to affect me? What you're doing, how is that affecting me? It's not about you. It's about this journey for this person that they need to be on. So I'd love for that to be more accepting and less um, uh, controversial. And like if somebody has, I haven't had gastric bypass, but I work with a lot of people who are pre and post, and people always have an opinion about that. And I thought that's silly. This is a tool that somebody chose to use. And sometimes people aren't willing to discuss it yet because they need to journey. And they need to journey either privately on a public forum that they don't need to convince, talk into, debate. Just let people journey and love them through it in a way that's right for them. Now, that's interesting you mentioned that because that was one of my questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You lost 100 pounds the natural way. Mm-hmm. Now, how long mm-hmm. did it take you to lose that the natural way? Because it's a lot of influencers who do get the weight loss surgery, do not say it publicly, but then pretend like they're working out and losing weight so fast? Well, here's what I've learned about those that I've um, worked with who are in the, in the they, they get so much judgment. They get so much judgment. And my heart really bleeds for them because they're just trying to make the right choice. Do I think that was the right choice for me? No, it's not. Would I turn my nose away at the tool? I wouldn't because while these people go through this journey, they're so focused on how they have to eat, the reduction, the restriction, they're trying to improve their health, but the thing that they never work on in this process is the weight they carry between their ears. 
Like they say 70% of the population is overweight, blah, blah, blah. We know the stats. For those of us who are obese, hearing another obesity stat isn't going to motivate my butt to go to the gym. It's just insulting, okay? We know. But we need to work on, you know, I would say Coach Lynn says 99.9% of the population, regardless of your size, is carrying more weight between your ears, and that's where you need to focus because that's what's holding us down. Not when our body, what we're carrying between our ears. And so I, in this process, while they go through this journey, so many of them are afraid to move their bodies because they're afraid to see the scale go back up. And in truth, in wellness, it's about our mind, it's about our body, it's about our spirit, it's nutrition, it's hydration, it's movement, um, it's self-care. And so if somebody chooses that tool, I'm not going to judge them. If they choose not to discuss it this time, I'm okay with it. But I'm a full believer in full transparency and authenticity. And going back to your question, which I didn't answer, and I so apologize. Over the past seven years, I've been sharing my journey so openly online. Um, I have been up. I have been down. I've had numerous setbacks. I've always had one more set um, comeback. And so I've been able to maintain over time, on average, about 100-pound weight loss. Do I have more to go? Yeah, probably. But I'm not worried about it because I'm building strength in me and just enjoying the process and the journey and staying fascinated and curious. So I'm not interested in fast weight loss. That doesn't work for me. I've been down that path before. I am interested in sustainable health gains and the byproduct being weight loss. And I'm also very much about how can I change my relationship with fitness and have it not be about punishment? How can I have it aligned with how I want to feel, do the things that sound fun and not put limitations on it, such as my weight or ability? How do I dive in fearlessly? You know, fears or courage is the ability to step into fear um, without being paralyzed. That's what I look for. That's what I look to teach and encourage people to do. So over time, you know, I've had ups, I've had downs. Last year I had shingles on my face and it was a difficult year and I went within 0.6 pounds to 300 pounds. But I no longer spiral out of control or, or get stressed about it because I recognize it was part of my process and I have the tools in my tool belts, what I call data sets, for my previous experiences. And now it's not about the number on the scale. The number on the scale only represented that I had some infections, some things going on, and I knew that I could get back on track. So I did but from a health standpoint. What would you say to plus-size women that find before and after pictures posted on social media triggering? Because they always make it seem like you're saying that your before was not good enough, not worthy enough, not beautiful. So that's really interesting because the thing that really triggered um, the original conversation I said was that I was using the terms before and after. So, let me explain it to you this way. If I'm looking to um, inspire one person, just one, and I want to be able to go to a space that I know that they're in this loophole of this idea they have to be in this weight loss mentality, and I know if I can help them lose the weight between the ears, that they will be able to have long-term sustainable success from a place of self-love as defined by that. Well, what I have found is, is that I use hashtags such as weight loss, weight loss journey, extreme weight loss, et cetera, et cetera, because guess who needs the help? Guess who needs this information? Guess who needs this inspiration? The woman who's down that rabbit hole. I am not interested in people who are like, oh, before and afters, that's a problem. Who am I reaching? Who am I trying to help? Who am I trying to inspire? I personally love progress photos. I love progress photos of all forms. 
I love most importantly, what I would like to see is more plus-size women being willing to show their videos and not worrying about camera angles or their outfits or their background and just showing truth and transparency with the ugly O face while they're doing the workout. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, (laughs) the kind you give to your husband, right? Like that O face, because that's the face that you get. That's what I want to see. So if somebody has a trigger, I respect and honor that. But I think sometimes people spend too much time looking at the picture and not enough time reading what it is they have to share about their journey. And the most beautiful way that I can connect with those who might be inspired to change their relationship with fitness is, in fact, a before and after, a then and now, a progress photo, because they'll look at the photo, and then they'll take the time and read what I have to say, and they'll have a moment and say, I am bigger than the smaller pair of pants that I'm trying to get into. What I dream of in life is bigger than a smaller number on the scale, and that is why I believe in before and after, then and now, progress photos, weight loss photos, et cetera, et cetera. I just go to the women that need the help. And now you consider yourself the plus-size health and fitness motivator. So tell us specifically what does that mean and what do you do? So the reason why I call myself the plus-size health and fitness motivator and why I love inspiring other people, there's been so many people that kind of just like tore that away, right? And that bothered me at first. I'm like, well, come up with your own like thing that inspires you that you utilize. And then I had to get my ego out of the way. And say, why does that bother you? Why does it bother you that other people call themselves a health and fitness motivator? What bothers me is that when people just take and make it their own, but they don't come from a place of authenticity. But that's not my place to judge them. So I had to take, why do I call myself the plus size health and fitness motivator? To be perfectly frank, when people didn't have the balls to be open and transparent and authentic in their journey and be willing to go and share it, but instead try to hold people down and sugarcoated it and filtered it and only were able to show it in certain elements because it might destroy a friendship. I am the health and fitness motivator for plus-size women because I was willing to do it when other people were unwilling to transparently, and I stand very much behind that. that Now, when you help people, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Now, when you help people, what is more important, eating right or exercising? So here's the interesting. The most important thing is what you think, how you think about yourself. That's where it actually starts. The rest of it doesn't matter. I would be foolish to say that nutrition and fitness together, hand in hand, don't play a tremendous role. They absolutely do. But a lot of times when we start going down this nutrition path, we begin to have our past experiences. We come from a place of feeling deprived. We come from a place of self-punishment, feel like we're missing out. And I don't think that's the best place based off of what I've seen the women I worked with for most of those women. Not for everyone, for most. When you can connect somebody with fitness from a place that fills them, that was fun. Like, Shanice, what's something you like to do or you've always wanted to do? Um, I like to swim. Okay. So do you have a hard time getting up and going swimming if you like to swim? There might be days, um, but overall. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if it's some, a fun time with other people, then that makes it fun and exciting. But if I had to just do it every day, the exercise, I don't know. Well, and here's the thing. Okay, so then I would say, if somebody said that to me, I've always wanted to swim. That sounds like fun to me. Well, what's holding them back from swimming? They have some limitations. It could be any number of things. It could be the fact they have to be in a bathing suit in front of other people. I'm like, oh, wear the bathing suit, right? 
So for me, when mm-hmm. I can have them attach it to how it is that they want to feel, the motivation comes naturally. Motivation by, gen- by definition is just the general desire to do something. That's all it is. We put way too much weight into that word when it's just this light, fluffy thing of I just feel like doing it. And so when I help people start from um, fitness, I'm able to help them recognize um, on a cellular level how moving their body can actually make them feel in a positive way. I like to call it hacking your happy. Those are not my words. But I like to call it hacking your happy because when we begin to move our body over a period of time, even by just turning on music and just moving our body the way we want to for two, three, five minutes, it will begin to make a shift in us on a cellular level. And so I begin to connect them with that feeling, with that movement, to how it is they want to feel. So now I layer in the fitness, and I help them layer up to the power of modifications, whatever it is. Then you start bringing in nutrition by just adding in traditionally healthy foods, change nothing else. doesn't matter if, oh, so he says, that's not keto, that's not paleo. I'm not interested in all that. Just add in traditionally of the earth healthy foods. Just add it in. If you want a banana, have a banana. If you want a piece of shrimp, have a piece of shrimp. Just add it in. And what happens is, and there's actually an article that just came out in Time Magazine about this, which I'm so excited about. When people naturally begin to add fitness into their lives, the nutrition naturally begins to shift. So now they can begin to layer the nutrition changes in their life without feeling deprived and without diet culture. Nice. Now tell me about this Fabletics campaign you were in. That was so cool. I've been very, very blessed to work with um, some well-known big brands um, as a voice of influence. And I got to work with Fabletics on a deeper level and actually was able to um, help them be able to see how they can better connect with those of us on our journey through the models they are using. Now, I'm not a big believer in there should only be one size class. I just thought there should be more representation of different sizes. Um, And so they brought me in to be a part of their five-year campaign. And what I loved was they knew their five-year campaign. I did it with Kate. It was a whole month long. And um, I was very excited because when I saw their mood board when it came in, it was all the photos of me jumping, moving, doing things with my body with a bra top on just in pure joy. And that was the mood they wanted. They knew, and they said, we knew that you would be able to do that. This, you were the girl to do this because I want to move my body. I want people to see what it's like to move a plus-size body and whatever it is they choose to wear. And so, yeah, I got to do that campaign that was really amazing. It meant a lot. Nice. And what's the biggest size Fabletics come in? Can I fit in it? I, I don't know. You'd have to look at the uh, measurements. They, are, they go up to 3X. And okay. there are some other things, like their Solar high-waisted, that I actually will get in a, um, a smaller size because I want the extra compression. And what I love about what Fabletics mm-hmm. does is they offer the size range from a double X, or I think it's an XX small, to an XXL, and then they do a 1X to a 3X. The reason why it's so brilliant is because some of us, as we transition in whatever, we're moving our bodies, so our body shifts and changes. And that's what I mean by transition. Sometimes we're still considered tradition. We are plus size. I am very much plus size. But sometimes we need a little bit of a smaller waist or a little less someplace else or because we have skin issues that we need that extra compression. And so I love that they offer the XL and the XXL because for those of us that have had bodies that have, you know, gone through some of these changes, it gives us more options. So Fabulix is one of those brands that, like, 
can really take you through whatever you're going through, whether it's you've gained, you've lost, or whatever it is, whatever your journey is, it's a brand that is there with you in this process. So I love that. And they're amazing corporate culture. Oh, my God. Amazing. They really love their women, and that's important to me. And you're also involved in Proving Grounds. Now, what is this? Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with this company. Okay, so actually, so Proving Grounds is a beach body workout that came out, and they, um, the creator of the program, Chris Downing, asked me to be a part of it. He asked me to be the modifier, and if you haven't gotten to know Chris Downing, you need to. What an amazing heart. And a lot of times people say, well, we don't want to pigeonhole you as the modifier. I'm like, no, 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 I want to do this. And so when they asked me to be the modifier, I said, you know, they took some of my suggestions and some of the modifications. Um, they were fantastic. But when I became the modifier for that, I said, what was I looking for with my day one self? What did I desperately go searching online? What did I need to see? What did I need to know that I could do? And Proving Grounds is actually a, um, can I say a badass workout? <laughs> it's, it's a tough workout. It's yeah. a next-level workout to a program called Shift Shop. And so I said, if I were on my journey, what would I need to see? So instead of showing how great I can do these moves or how great I can move my body, which I'm very proud of, who did I need to see when I started on my journey? And it was very interesting because I was on set. We were shooting up in Malibu above the, the cloud line on a, an astroturf on a hot day. And the cast and crew were amazing, making sure, you know, weather changes, things like that, we'd be comfortable. Well, we were all getting struck down by the heat. And I just remember saying to myself, not me. This is the first time I've seen a plus-size woman breaking ground in this kind of a video, this kind of a workout. I didn't want to be the first one to go down in the heat. Well, I was. And the best part that came out of it was, um, this always makes me emotional because they didn't edit it. There's a moment in the video where I am pushing through something because I am thinking, what did I need to see on my day oneself? And I will not quit. And the more that I can make this happen, the more doors that can open up for women like myself to be more involved in mainstream fitness. That's really important to me. And um, they had this moment where I had to push through this incredibly difficult portion of the workout. We broke, like, all the blocking. Like, the cameras didn't know where to go. They're screaming, like, go, Julie, go. They're, like, the CEO and the director, like, keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. And they kept it in the video, and they launched the program on that story about how you can overcome the difficult times. And it meant a lot to me because it was so authentic and real. It was so in the moment. They could have taken the time to go, yep, sorry, guys, go back, rewind up. You know, I'm sorry, Shalini went through that, but let's go back and reshoot that so we have continuity in our video. They didn't. And it's why I have a tremendous respect for Beachbody because the CEO was there when that happened. And he, him and the director made sure that that portion stayed in the video. It's a very impactful moment. So, yeah, so while I am the modifier and it's dedicated to my day one self to help others like myself, I think the most impactful moment in that is that moment that you just can't do one more and your mind telling you can't and your body can. And um, I can't even tell you how many people, regardless of size, are just driven by determination and tears to know they could get past it because the size of our journey is not determined by the size of our bodies. We are all in fitness. So to get this video, I guess you download it from somewhere because you don't really get hard copies of things anymore. It's through Beachbody On Demand. They have tons of videos. Oh, okay. It's through Beachbody On Demand. Yeah. So, I mean, I've worked out on stage with Sean T. I've worked out on stage with Chris Downing, Autumn Calabrese. I have some really amazing relationships now in the health and fitness industry um, on a peer level, and it just, it just means a lot to me. I feel like those lines are being blurred as they should be. That's awesome. 
tell me about your new hashtag, Fit Has No Size. Or maybe it's not a new hashtag, but you mm-hmm. have a new podcast that goes with it. Mm-hmm. I have. And so I have the hashtag, Fit Has No Size. Uh, again, it's kind of been my motto since I was a teenager uh, and why I came up through plus size and things like that. There's a book um, that's being written. There is a community of coaching um and also just community in general, and then there's a podcast. And so the podcast, uh, we just had our first season. We're going to be opening up our second season, probably not two seasons to move forward. But it really is about um, understanding fitness and understanding that fit has no size and being able to break down the barriers that maybe people have had past bad experiences in fitness and wellness and just to help them be able to layer through this journey in ways that, while it is about fitness, it really is about the mind. It really is about what's holding us back and helping people make massive transitions in their life one layer at a time. So what kind of people are you interviewing on your podcast? All people in the fitness industry? So I haven't done interviews yet. That's what's next. So, yes, there will be people in there from the fitness industry, people on the journey, um, people who – just really just sharing stories. So like in my Fit Has No Size membership community tonight, we have uh, Mark Lieber coming in. He's the creator of the Equalizers. And we did some, um, he's very well known in the fitness industry, and we did some videos. And I remember when we were doing them together, it was something that I thought was a modification. And he actually was explaining it, how athletes, this is actually an exercise for athletes. He said this allows them to get a deeper range of motion, et cetera, et cetera. And that was really important because people often think that a modification is less impactful or less of a workout, and it's not. It's just fitness and layers you can add to and remove. They empower your workout. So tonight um, in my Fit Has No Size membership community, we're actually going to be diving into that topic to break down the barriers that people have with this idea of exercise modifications. Because, listen, this idea that exercise modifications have to be a slowed-down version of the exercise is silly. That's harder. There's so many other components to think about. So, um, yeah, bring in people who honor and value and I have a relationship with that I vetted um, that understand this, this woman, um, this journey, and coming from a place of passion and no judgment. Really important. So we will be having interviews, but I have not done that yet. What is the ultimate goal with your career and brand? You know, it's really funny. I guess I should have a five-year and a ten-year goal. I've really just uh, been very open to the universe and allowing God to kind of lead me to whatever it is I need to do. Um, I don't know where this goes because it never started from a place of, can I be this? Can I be that? Can I be known for this? Can I be the biggest? Can I? I'm not interested in that. I feel that if I keep just showing up and helping people on their journey while I'm on the journey, whatever happens the next five or 10 years is going to be whatever happens with it. And that, and the role that I get to play in that, whether it's in a single person's life or in a, you know, arena full of people is not important to me as long as I continue showing up and growing and changing um, and becoming a more authentic and transparent version of myself that I'm heart-led, service-minded, service-hearted. And then, I don't know, we'll see where I am. I didn't know I'd be here where I am right now. So I'd be, I'm, I'm really right. fascinated curious to see where things go in the next five or ten years, I think. I think I'm on the right path. I feel really good about it, and it feels right. So I'm just going to let it naturally evolve instead of making it a um, – in the past, I would have had a marketing plan, an advertising plan. I just I just live. So That's awesome. So do you have anything else happening uh, that we can be on the lookout for coming up? 
Oh, my gosh. There's so much happening. What can I tell you? I think the best thing to do is you connect with me on social media. Um, you know, while I have, I, I, you know, I speak across the country, and I, I do talk about when those opportunities come up. Um, but I think what's most important is just to connect on social media and, um, you know, to see what's coming up. Some stuff I can't talk about, some and, I can. <laughs> so tell us your official website and social media handles. So you can find me everywhere under Coach Tulin. T-U-L-I-N. People think Coach is my first name. Um, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on YouTube. We have like almost 5 million views on YouTube. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, if you go to Coach Tulin, it'll take you to my actual page. It's I am Tulin. And I literally share a piece of my journey every single day. Well, I am so proud of you, Tulin. I knew you, you before you started this you you did, and yes. I just I you you have always been a cheerleader, and um, I just appreciate you being a cheerleader and doing what you do, and um, I just I really appreciate you, Shanice. Thank you, and I'm so excited for your new journey. I'll be watching you, hoping that some of your motivation spills over on me. So. I'll teach you. I'll teach you. It's simple. It is way simpler than you realize. I will take you through every step. You're like, that's it? I'm like, that's it. But the rest of your life will change, too, just so you know. That's kind of the byproduct. Okay. Well, we'll definitely be in touch. Thank you so much for being on the show, and enjoy the rest of your day. You too, Shanice. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you so much to my fabulous guest this evening, Coach Tulin, make sure you check her out on Instagram and all her social media pages. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.